0: Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to another week. Uh, You know, my favorite topic ever is kind of breaking and the hottest story right now across social media and in any news outlet. You know, it's all surrounding Elon Musk purchasing Twitter. Not that that's breaking news to any of you. It happened yesterday. And I'm sure you and everybody else and their dog knows about this at this point. But... It brings up again the topic of free speech, and it's probably one of my favorite things to talk about, so I'll get into that this week again, but also, you know, why as kind of exciting and, you know, it may shake up kind of social media quite a bit just because Elon Musk tends to shake up any industry that he enters, you know, none of this really will matter to Canadians, I don't think, if... Bill C-10 slash C-11 does end up getting pushed through to regulate online content, uh, you know, social media, <laughs> um, all of the censorship that goes along with that. And so to me, yeah, this is exciting. It's it's something interesting to talk about, but at the same time, I don't think we as Canadians should get our hopes up too much here because <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to matter that much if... Kind of Trudeau, the Liberals, and the NDP get their way when it comes to pushing this bill through, because again, that's going to supersede whatever Elon Musk wants to do with Twitter, and it's going to—it's just—it's just not going to make a difference to Canadians. So, anyway, we'll get into that later. But first off, obviously, the big topic that everybody's talking about is this. You know, people seem to equate freedom of speech to hate speech immediately like that's that's what all the talking points are that's what all the news articles are talking about is that there's going to be this big proliferation of hate speech uh, racism whatever else and meanwhile it's totally not it's not even getting at the core of what Elon Musk has talked about I mean even in some of his kind of tweets that he's been putting out in response to a lot of these stories are regarding you know like the laptop story from the American elections, or just what has been deemed misinformation by the online censors that then became known to be true, right? Like, at no point in any of this has he been going on this rampant defense of hate speech or of, you know, inciting violence online or doxing or anything like that, you know, I I don't think that, I don't think that Elon Musk is going to create this space that's going to be dangerous to everybody and just completely chock full of hate. Like, the, you know, people are spinning it to look that way as if somehow freedom of speech is this dangerous thing that we should all be scared of and that it's going to cause some type of civil war and... You know, people are just going to go hating each other and spewing the most hateful rhetoric they possibly can online. Like, that's not what he's defended. That's not what his ethos has been in regards to free speech. So, I'm finding a lot of these articles to be pretty laughable. It's just, none of it makes sense. If you if you pay attention to what he's discussed, you know, in long-form podcasts that he's been on, or in just ideas that he's put out on Twitter or whatever else, uh, he's at no point defended hate speech or anything like that so it's just it's interesting how the term freedom of speech is getting twisted by kind of mainstream media or a lot of the blue check marks across twitter that it's somehow this thing that is incredibly dangerous to humanity incredibly dangerous to discourse and to kind of social cohesion when it's kind of the glue (laughs) that that holds you know progress together it's the idea that you can you know I mean I've talked about this many times in the past but it's the the idea that you can you know bad ideas around and and discuss things and I mean I think the biggest thing when it comes to any idea that anybody puts out there is that sunlight is the best disinfectant so if you want to prove somebody wrong well then have a discussion about it you know but don't just take somebody out of the equation or push them into some you know, little echo chamber in some dark corner of the internet, right, where they're only going to find people who they agree with. And it's not the answer. Uh, You know, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty married to that idea that that that's a, a really bad way to look at things is that anything that you disagree with, cannot be tolerated at all. Because, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna learn things from anybody, you know, even if they have a different opinion than you, As long as you're a mature or, you know, somewhat reasonably mature person, you can you can still glean information out of that argument, even if you don't agree with the the basis of it, you know, they may make a point or they may change your view on something. It, It just may be something that you hadn't occurred, it hadn't occurred to you before. But the only way that you're going to get that is if you're talking to people who disagree with you who have a different viewpoint. And again, nothing in any of Elon Musk's rhetoric up to this point, has been in defense of hate speech and defense of you know racism or homophobia or whatever other other term you want to put on it he's not defending that he's defending the idea that this this term of misinformation that that seems to me anyway to be the biggest kind of core factor in his argument for free speech is that we need to be able to to bat these ideas around and discuss them rather than just deeming something as misinformation and then, you know, putting it in the memory hole, and we just never remember it again. You know, it's just discarded. Now, none of that is meant in, you know, I'm not ignorant to the fact that there is probably going to be a bit of an uptick in what you could deem hate speech or, you know, any of that stuff. Because, I mean, humanity is messy. Um, It really is like there's going to be a lot of kind of bad opinions, or bad ideas, or just, I mean, there there already is hateful rhetoric out there, right? It's just that, you know, it's targeted at certain groups of people, or, you know, it's tolerated when it's targeted at certain groups of people. So it's still going to be there. And, And I'm not ignorant to that fact, I don't think. But again, going back to the idea that sunlight is the best disinfectant, like, you know, these ideas that that free speech is going to be dangerous to society. Again, I don't think so. Uh, When it comes to misinformation, combat it with better information, like you should be able to win an argument if your information is correct. Um, So again, that's how you defeat that. Or if it's, you know, the idea of hate speech or racism or anything like that, like, I think it's Yeah, of course, it's gross. But again, I mean, the term hate speech is such a widely used umbrella term now that I mean, I don't know, I don't even know what you could classify that as, or or how many different things would fall under that, you know, a lot of basic scientific opinions now fall under hate speech. So I'm not a big fan of that term. But you know, if you break it down into actual areas that would be considered hate speech, you know, if you got if it's racism, or, you know, anything like that, like, to me, yeah, it's gross. Yeah, you're gonna see it, you already see it now, like, the, the this isn't some new phenomenon that we're going to be dealing with. But the idea that if somebody has a really gross, racist opinion, (sighs) let them out themselves. Like, I don't, I don't understand, you know, I mean, or just the the ability to turn and, you know, block them, don't pay attention to them, whatever the, the case may be. But again, sunlight's the best disinfectant. If, if somebody spouts off some racist opinion, well, they've just outed themselves, right? Like, they, they've they've exposed themselves as a garbage human being. So, you know, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, you you don't have to uh, talk to that person anymore if you don't want to. You don't have to, to deal with any of that stuff. But, uh, you know, by people saying that out loud into, you know, an online community or into an online, you know, like just a, a place of ideas like Twitter then they've exposed themselves, you know, that's, that's it, you know what they are, you know, kind of what these opinions are, and you can avoid them at all costs. I mean, if they own a business, boycott the business, whatever, like, then this isn't that idea of, of canceling. It's just look, if you don't agree with somebody like there's companies that I don't agree with, I just don't support them. You know, I'm not going out of my way trying to get people cancelled or companies cancelled. It's just, you know, if they have a policy and I don't agree with it, well, then uh, I don't support them or I try not to support them in any way that I can, right? So I don't know. To me, again, I'm going to say it a few times in this this episode because I think it's kind of the, the crux of it all, but sunlight is the best disinfectant. Uh, and again, going back to the fact that, you know, I, I don't think Elon Musk is talking about absolute free speech. I don't think he's a free speech absolutist in the term, in, in the ideas of Twitter in an online community like that, because I, I'm sure that ugh, situations around, you know, incitement of violence and doxing, for example, two basic examples are still not going to be allowed, you know, um, which I, I don't know if I'm a free speech absolutist either. I think I'm fairly close, but when it comes to doxing people and stuff like that, you, yeah, you got to get rid of that stuff, in my opinion. Again, this is all just my opinion, so whatever, who cares, take it with a grain of salt. Now, one of my favorite kind of arguments against Elon Musk uh, discussing the freedom of speech idea, discussing his takeover of Twitter, it's always been this kind of argument of, you know, if you don't like it, then create your own social media presence or create your own um your own platform, right? Well, <laughs> you know, that's, I, I don't think that's as easy to do. And I think, I think that's, that was understood too, in, in that advice, or in that, that opinion of telling him to just create something that something entirely new. Well, instead, you know, he just bought it, <laughs> right? So if you don't like it, um, well, own it and change it, I guess would be the proper phrasing for this case. But it's funny, because, that same crowd that was so vocal about that and basically telling him to stay in his lane, you know, again, just build your own thing if you don't like it. Well, now he's taken that that wealth that he's built up and he's actually just bought it and now he wants to change it for the better. And, you know, I mean, my opinion of Elon Musk, I think he's, I think he's pretty incredible in the fact that he's, again, like I had alluded to earlier, he kind of shakes up any industry that he enters. Like, as a single person. I can't think of very many people who are so influential today as Elon Musk, you know, I mean, from the electric car revolution to, again, now to Twitter from PayPal, like all these different things that he's, you know, built up and made successful. It's pretty incredible, the different changes that he's done. And I'm not a big fan of everything, right? Like the idea of Neuralink, uh, scares the hell out of me. But again, I'm interested to see what happens with Twitter. And now this might actually force me to learn how Twitter works because all of a sudden it's a lot more appealing to me. And uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that feel that way. (laughs) I know there's a lot of people who had their Twitter account suspended or cut off, who are now waiting to see if they're going to be reactivated. Uh, I guess that would all depend on what type of stuff they were putting out before, whether that would fall under, you know, again, hate speech, racism, whatever, or if it was just deemed as misinformation. You know, there's a lot of people out there who their opinions had been deemed as misinformation and are now proven true, or at least are now publicly accepted as part of the discussion. You know, one person who I I think about in this sense is uh, Alex Berenson, and he was locked out of Twitter and suspended because of, you know, his opinions on the whole COVID response, the vaccine, all that shite, right? So I'm going to be interested to see if he gets reinstated. That's kind of one of the most interesting people that that I kind of follow who aren't on Twitter anymore or aren't on social media. So that'll be an interesting one, And, and again, it'll... I imagine it'll be a case-by-case basis, but uh, going back to this, this so <laughs> it's really funny. Again, I know that I'm, I'm at fault for hypocrisy every once in a while too. I'm sure of it. I'm just usually blind to it when it's your own, when it's yourself. But uh, the fact that all these people who are telling Elon to, you know, if you don't like it, then create your own. Well, now that he's bought it, they're having a meltdown, right? Like, and to me, it cracks me up. I love seeing hypocrisy kind of, especially when it has a light shone on it, uh, on social media, it just, it kills me, it's one of my favorite things to see, It's it's definitely a guilty pleasure of mine, so that's been really funny to see, just this, everybody's, you know, collective heads exploding, they can't believe that he actually did this, that he's going to actually enact these changes that he advocates for, you know, you see it right through, you know, leaked audio from uh, Twitter meetings from CEOs from their lawyers, like all these different people who are just losing their collective minds now, that somebody else with a different vision is going to be at the head of Twitter. And realistically, from the sounds of it, I mean, even like Jack Dorsey, the, the creator of Twitter, he seems to be on board with Elon's vision as well, because it seems to line up more with what his original plan for Twitter was for it to just be this open form of communication where people can can display their ideas, they can discuss them, you know, whatever the case may be. It's, it's interesting, though, because now that it's been kind of taken over, it was publicly traded, and now, you know, now it's going back to private now that Elon bought it, but it's just interesting to see the way that the visions have kind of contrasted, and then now they're coming back together to kind of the original viewpoint of Twitter, and i'm excited to see kind of where this goes again you know i'm i'm a fan of elon i would say in general but they, there's certain things i don't think uh, you never have to be 100% on board with somebody to generally admire them right or to to generally you know see some positives in their viewpoint or in their opinions so you know, whatever this, my opinion may change of Elon one day, you know, it depends on how this whole Twitter thing goes, how privatizing it like this, you know, what are going to be the consequences of it, what comes of it. But at this point, I'm optimistic, I think it's a it's a good thing. I'm, I'm I'm just excited to to hear somebody with kind of that much kind of swing and power societally. And he's actually seeming to use it for good for some, is something at least that I would view as a good thing. But we'll see. Uh, overall, I'm just, I'm excited. So now what I had talked about earlier is that as Canadians, I don't think that this really matters because the CRTC, you know, if Bill C10 slash C11, it's called C11 now that's in the Senate, but if this goes through, they're going to have the power to censor what we see on the internet anyway. Through social media platforms, they're going to regulate every single person. So, I mean, that means my personal social media feeds or my podcast's media feeds or, you know, the content that I put out, the content that you put out on your own personal page, they're going to have the power to moderate that as if it were a, a Canadian TV program, right? Like, they, it, it'll have that same... Uh, what would be Th- those same regulations placed on it. So that'll give them the ability to seriously censor and manipulate what you see, right? So, again, this is all kind of a moot point to me as a Canadian, if this legislation gets pushed through, because it's all going to be for nothing, right? Like, and, you know, there's talk of, oh, well, you know, you can use a VPN to get around that. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think they're going to try to expand that power as, as far as they can, right? So, I wouldn't rely on that uh, moving into the future for too too long. I mean, maybe it'll work for a bit, but ah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, a lot of this stuff is pretty nefarious, right? and it it digs down at the the bottom layers of, again, free speech and just uh, the idea, it, <laughs> uh, the kind of the community of ideas, really. And uh, anytime that you're you're regulating that or you're you're trying to filter what people see, Uh, what people understand, what, you know, the facts that people can, can use to kind of build their own opinion. That's obviously dangerous. Uh, Because if you can sway public opinion, you can get away with a lot, right? If you can, if you can use, you know, your own cultivated data to support whatever route you want to go, well, uh, that's dangerous. And so again, this is all going back to the fact that all of this will be for nothing in Canada, if this C10 goes through, So that's just something to keep in mind, something to pay attention to. Uh, It's, you know, it's something that I should actually update it myself on again, too, because I haven't really looked into where that bill is since uh, the election was going on. That was one of the key points that I was kind of focusing on when I was voting. And I'm going to have to check back up on that because I don't know where it's at right now. I know that it was going through Senate and we'll see. But again, I'm just... I'm excited to see where this goes. I just think that it's a it's a great step forward for free speech. I think it's a great step forward for um, the dissemination of ideas and the the fact that we can actually argue them back and forth without the kind of that black cloud of misinformation being placed over your opinion if it doesn't align with the current zeitgeist. So to me, this is all good news. Uh, it doesn't mean that I think you know. <laughs> Elon Musk or anybody should just get carte blanche for everything but I think this is good um, I'm, I'm excited for it I it'll actually make me again maybe look at using Twitter but I don't know I don't know either way sorry I've been uh, just getting into personal stuff now I've been away from you know social media and recording podcasts regularly for quite a while now but I am going to try to focus back in on it again here moving forward I've got you know most of the rooms in the house set up go to my office slash recording area is going to be the last room it's kind of lowest on the priority list when you've got kids rooms that you're trying to set up make them feel comfortable get them adjusted to school I'm getting adjusted to a new job wow we're getting just acquainted with the area I mean we again we move provinces so there's a lot of differences going on there's a lot of changes but this will come back, I'm going to try to focus on it again, uh, very soon, even just just being online, like on social media, because I mean, I was bad at that. Anyway, I'm bad at that. Personally, I I'd never update anything. So I'm going to try to actually focus on that here this week. And, you know, just try to try to get back into some a rhythm again, because it's, I mean, I, I've talked about it before, it's trying to maintain consistency, which I've uh, well, I've fallen off a cliff on that end and then, you know, just <laughs> realizing kind of in real life how how hard it is to get that back. I mean, I remember going into, you know, back when I would work out quite quite uh, frequently, you know, I had my daily routines, my weekly routines, everything. Uh, you know, it's really easy to maintain that, but the second that you slip up or the second that you start to let that slide uh, it's all gone. <laughs> it takes a lot of work to actually get back into it. Even, even tonight, like I'm recording this Tuesday night. Uh, I've got a few minutes until midnight here when I would normally release it. And it's just, it's tough. Like I just kept putting it off, putting it off. I mean, sometimes, uh, you know, I've got so much stuff going on in personal life and in my real life that it's, uh it's tough to focus on topics here. And normally, I would sit down for, you know, 20 minutes half an hour every night just write down a few ideas before i'd record an episode but lately just haven't had a chance because even you know even yesterday worked my work day uh then we went to go pick up some furniture set that up move furniture around the house and then by the time we were done it was bedtime right so it's um uh, just just out of my normal schedule i will well i am actively trying to get back on it but the house isn't where we want it quite yet and uh you know just a lot of balls in the air yeah (laughs) there you go. But I uh, just trying to juggle them as best as I can. And hopefully things settle down a little bit. And I can get uh, get back on this with my normal kind of routine and the normal way I do it have everything laid out a little bit better. Because that's when I feel most confident is when I have a game plan, uh, a bunch of notes jotted down, and then it's just kind of freewheeling it from there, right. But at least I got a rough guide. So anyway, that's enough. Um, thank you. Hope you have a great week and. I will talk to you all again next week, hopefully, or the week after. Because again, I've been kind of sticking to it bi-weekly right now as things are getting crazy. But as soon as I can, I'll be going back to week to week to week. Um, But anyway, uh, I'm still here. I'm still doing things. I've just been swamped in real life. And this is kind of having to be on the back burner right now since it doesn't pay the bills. And (laughs) my kids are more important. Have a great day. All right, everyone. That's it for today. I hope you found some value in this week's episode. If you did and are interested in more content like this, please rate, review, subscribe, and recommend the podcast to a friend. I really appreciate all the feedback you've given me to this point and look forward to hearing from you again. As always, the podcast page is The Plaid Jacket Philosopher on Facebook, at Jacket Plaid on Twitter, and at Plaid Jacket Philosopher on Instagram. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for the continued support and especially to those of you who reach out weekly with comments on each episode. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you all again soon.